Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 137 of the Apolog Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. This is the last week for this, and I'm probably not going to make my mark, but this week I am doing the Ride to Conquer Cancer. It is a 200-kilometer bicycle ride from Toronto, Ontario to Niagara Falls, and I need your help. I need you to help me pledge. I have a $2,500 limit or amount that I have to come up with, and you can help me by pledging and going to apolog.ca and clicking on the Ride to Conquer Cancer banner on the top right side. Please tell a friend, pledge big, pledge hard, because I need to come up with some hard cash to make this ride a success. And my team is the Hemi team, and we are trying to come up with over $100,000, and that's our goal as a team. So everybody, please, tell a friend, help me out, go pledge. Pledge hard. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible. Go to uh, audibletrial.com slash to get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go there, audibletrial.com slash Hey, Amazon shoppers. Do you like to shop on Amazon? Do you like the show? You can help by bridging the two together. For you, if you're from Canada, go to apolog.ca slash Amazon. Or if you're from the United States, go to apolog.ca slash US Amazon. And by going to those two links, you'll be redirected to Amazon where you can shop normal, cost you no extra money, helps the show out. It's a very effective way to help support this show. And like I said, cost you no extra money. Go there, apolog.ca slash Amazon or apolog.ca slash US Amazon. Do you want to support the show on a monthly basis? You can do that by going to patreon.com slash apolog. Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. Cancel at any time. Go to patreon.com slash apolog. If you're in a band, you can go to insightrecorders.com and check out what I have to offer there. It's a, not just a recording studio proper, but it actually is a online mixing service. You can send your record and have it mixed and mastered to add a professional touch to your recording. The other thing I'm starting there is a 3D printing shop. It's just a little part-time thing I'm trying out. You can go to insightrecorders.com slash 3D prints. That's the number three, letter D, prints. Check out the store. Check out what it has to offer there. This it's good. It's a cool little thing. It's a fun thing to do. Actually, my printer has been on for a little while, and I'm running out of stuff to print. So, if you want to go there, go to Insight Recorders slash 3D Prints. There's also other things there that you can open up your own store. But go to InsightRecorders.com slash contact for more information. Go to Applelog.ca slash shop to buy a T-shirt. Buy the Foursquare discography. That's my old band for twenty bucks. That's seventy odd songs. If you're on iTunes, which most of you are, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view the show. Give it five stars. Please tell a friend. Go to facebook.com slash pod to follow the show there. And follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today on the show, I have Adam and Andrea from the band Zonis. They contacted me through the website. They are a gypsy-esque acoustic duo. They travel all over the world. They've done to South America a bunch of times. I traveled throughout Canada uh, as a, uh, in an RV. They were very proud to tell me they have an RV. They're not in a van. They're good people. Uh, Andrea is actually a psychic, too, at the same time. That was news to me. Everybody, here they are. Andrea and Adam from Zonis on the Apple Out Podcast.
Oh my god. Um, am I rolling? Yes, I am. Okay. Thanks for reaching out. And I have Adam and Andrea. Andrea, and you guys are a duo. That's right. That have a young one, and you travel around, and you do do nothing but play live. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Andrea is also a psychic. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's so, my day job. Yeah, we could talk about that in a whole other interview if you want. <laughs> I want to talk about that now. That's insane, really. So you yeah. have a, you have a you have a the natural gift of you can sense things. Yeah, I've been doing it for like professionally for the last ten years, and I just help people to tune in to what's going on in their life right now, things from the past that want to be healed, and then any future visions or images that come forward. My gosh, so have you always had this or is this something that did you get hit on the head and then like what happened? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um, when I was 21, I was going through a period of searching. And so I ended up at this Buddhist meditation that was a whole weekend long. And during this Buddhist meditation, I had a vision of Jesus and Jesus told me to to love myself. And it was that message that just opened up something in my heart, in my soul. And I just learned how to just love myself for who I was. And so about a week later, I was at a party and I was sitting in this little room um, over by the kitchen and I started talking and I thought I was just talking to one person. But then when I looked up, I noticed the whole room was listening. <laughs> and then a girl came up to me and she asked, she's like, are you a psychic? And I had to think about it for a second. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm psychic. <laughs> Amazing. And she said, you should try reading tarot cards. It's really fun. So I picked up a deck and I started teaching myself and doing readings for friends and getting really positive feedback. And um, my predictions started coming true. So yeah, the rest is history. My gosh. Well, you maybe you'll have to do a, a reading for me one time. Like, yeah, for sure. Do you do it online? Because that sounds like that's the new that's the new thing now, right? This online stuff. You got it. Yeah, we travel so much, so it's nice to keep in touch with my clients from Victoria and really like all over the world that I have now. So I do Skype and phone and all that good stuff. Right. So you are in Victoria, okay? Um, yeah. Well, right. Right now we're in Kelowna, and if you wanted an in-person reading, we are planning a cross Canada <laughs> tour for next <laughs> summer. Yeah. So, well, doesn't it even start? The show's start like tomorrow. Isn't there a show tomorrow somewhere? In Vernon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it goes and goes and goes. And it looks like you have like four or five days off at a time. And then do you do you stay where you're staying? Because you seem to be heading east. And yeah. Then, yeah. This is to Winnipeg and back. Yeah. Uh, we started. We this is a, We've been about 14 shows already mm -hmm. uh, on this tour through northern B.C., and uh, then we're going to Winnipeg and back over the course of the next, well, two and a half months, I guess, are left. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, we gig as much as possible. It's the no town too small tour. We'll play house concerts in small towns and cafes and mm -hmm. uh, we've got a church booked and ranches. Ranches. Yeah. <laughs> you, you name it. We'll play it. Art galleries. Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty swanky places too, you know, it goes in all directions. Yeah. Well, the enthusiasm is in, out of this is amazing because first of all, musicians today have to tour to make money, and and to live, and like record sales aren't really a thing anymore. 
um, maybe online stuff is, is a thing, but it not, it, it's not like the same when you go to someone's town and you set up and you play and, and then people engage with you and then you, um, you meet these people and they become your friends or something. And then it just gets, the more you do it, the more friends you make. So I think that's how that, that all that sort of independent thing works, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And it's a personal relationship with, with our fans and our friends all over the place. And we just want to keep growing it and meeting more people. And, uh, you know, cause we have a, a vision with our music and, and a message that we like to spread too. And so it really connects us with lots of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we just love to be a part of community and bringing people together and, and having a good time for us and making a living and, mm-hmm. and having our kids. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And your, your child is just young enough now where, um, school isn't an, uh, isn't really in the picture yet so what's going to happen when school are you going to homeschool uh, more than likely yeah. um, so the nbc it's legal to do unschooling as well so that's kind of another option because he's very smart and very self-directed he can already count to 100 and he can count to 20 in spanish and tell you all the planets and the continents and the countries and he's a very exceptional young man (laughs) (laughs) so i think that he's kind of already at like a kindergarten level so he might get a little bit bored in school and that's kind of what we're afraid of because we were both just like bored stiff in school and of course the reward for getting all of your work done like really fast and efficiently is that they give you more work so (laughs) we want him to really enjoy the experience of learning and want to learn and have that interest and that passion for it yeah unschooled i never heard i've never heard that so does that mean that he learns self-directed yeah so you you um you guide go two ways it's like if, if you have really parents who are interested in nurturing the kid and helping them learn about everything they want. I think it's great if the kid just watches TV all day, you know, it's just an excuse not to raise your kids. Well, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's, it's like anything. I think it has to do with the individual situation, but I did meet some people in the park last year and they unschooled their kids and they were telling me about it. And, uh, they were there. Uh, the kid, the nine year old was learning parkour from some master who was in Victoria just for a little bit. You know that yeah. rerunning, you know, the French martial art of running away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they uh, they were learning this, and then they were telling me about unschooling, and he read fine, and they just nurtured whatever he wanted to learn. And the kid was, like, into everything he was doing and seemed smart and fine and well-adjusted and all about that. But... You know, the flip side of this is that we do have a plan for school for him as well, uh, because we like to go down to Latin America in the winters. Uh, we were just in Ecuador for two months, and we're planning on going to Guatemala for four months uh, next winter, and we gig down there and do all our online work and tour booking and that kind of stuff. But we found that there's international schools that are basically put together by like-minded foreigners, usually. The one we found uh, in Ecuador, they were mostly French. And it's Montessori, Waldorf-based, free learning. They had chickens. They built a treehouse. There was papaya trees. They had a little wood shop. They had textbooks. Kids learned math, too. There was an engineer on staff from Columbia, uh, and he did all the math and science instruction. And they it was multilingual. Uh, and, yeah, Xander, our son's name is Xander. He just 
loved it so much and wanted to go back every single day. So, <laughs> you know, that's part of the plan as well is to, to send them to these schools that really nurture what we as parents value. Yeah. In, in the modern, well, ever traditional school is, I don't know, my kids are in traditional school and there's broken teachers and there's good teachers. And the problem, you have to take the good and the bad. And when, you know, and I I fully accept, you know, anybody who has a different view on things because who am I to judge? You know what I mean? Like I have no judgment. I have no perception or, or perspective to say who's right and wrong. All I know is that, you know, when, when I put my kids in school, I, I know that there's some crappy teachers in there. And I know that there's some great teachers and there's one teacher that just completely turned my son's life around and at the age of like five or six, you know, and that is huge, you know, and so that's one thing that there's, there is, there's hope for traditional school, I think, you know, and, you know, I don't think you're the type of people that would say, you know what, that's garbage. There's no, I'm sure you'd know that there's good, goods in everything and bad in everything. And, you know, it's your choice and it's your life. So that's, that's pretty cool stuff. I think a large part of why we wouldn't send him to traditional school too is just purely that it doesn't work with our schedule. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, like everyone asks us, they're like, well, what are you going to do when it's time for him to go to school? And it's like, well, we're going to find some kind of school that works the way that we want it to work. Yeah. And so, you know, we want to spend winters in Latin America. Doesn't necessarily work well with traditional school, but it works great with a school that's in Latin America. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, so uh, yeah. there's really, you know, just so many options these days. There's a school uh, in Victoria we know. It's called Okanorka. And it's uh, it's like one of the free learning schools or whatever. Uh, but it's I think it's funded largely by the by the provincial government. And it's uh, you can do, you know, part time. You can take time off. It's really flexible and really kind of geared towards the the needs of the family and the the needs of the students as opposed to us having to get him to that school you know at a certain time every single day and you know that's just not the lifestyle we lead that's just all it is and there's so many tools and tricks uh, around for for online learning um the world is there basically in your phone or on your computer or whatever you want to do it takes you the person or the, the little one to go out and find the good stuff to learn that. And that's you as parents sort of guide your, your child throughout the yeah. internet. And like I said, I, there's iTunes university. You can listen to lectures from scholars and, and learn things and that's for free, you know, and yeah. it's turning universities on their ear because I mean, the catch 22 is that a lot of places you need to be bilingual and you need to have a university degree of sorts. And then a lot, a lot of the time now is work experience, you know, and I'm finding that out now as I get older is that I didn't get a university degree. I didn't want to go to university, but I'm really good at what I do, but they're taking people who have degrees and it's, I'm not, you know, it's not necessarily fair, but it's what they know, you know what I mean? So one day we'll get to the point where the industry or whatever it is, or the, we'll understand that work experience is as important. It used to be like that, you know? Yeah. You know, if you even want to be a mechanic, you would take like a mentorship with somebody who was better than you and they would teach you all the things that you're supposed to do. Then you're, then you're a mechanic, you know? So yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's amazing stuff. Like as parents that you make a choice and your child 
is with you more too. I mean, that's an important thing too. For sure. Because my kids are at school six, seven hours a day. I'm at work. I get home. I see them at dinner. And then they do homework and then they go to bed. I mean, that's not, that's not very positive, you know, but it's, you know, maybe yeah. they need a break from well, me sometimes though. Does your child need a break from you? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're totally, we totally understand the need to have your kid be taken care of by somebody else. Oh yeah. Like yeah. we're all for that. Right. For so sure. we're totally down with sending him to school mm-hmm. for those needs and that kind of stuff. Uh, really depends what he wants yeah, to. That's exactly. going to be a big part of it is giving him options or choices or letting him try mm-hmm. different kinds of environments and just kind of seeing where he thrives. Mm-hmm. And as long as he's having a good time, then it's all good with us, whatever he decides to do. Amazing. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. And being able to tour and having your whole family with you, because as a person that's toured, I usually get in a van or I get in a bus and I'm gone for a month and then I call home and I talk to my family. That's our tradition is like I call home and then I speak to my family and go, hello, I'm in this town or I'm in this country and then I'll be home soon, you know, and it's, it's, that's what we are used to, you know, and, and to me to put my whole family in a van, I don't know if they'd be into it. I have chuffed up getting them in a car to drive like to to Florida or something on a family holiday. (laughs) First off, we don't just have a van. Uh We've got an RV. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and that uh, makes a huge difference. Yeah. What is it, a, a Winnebago, like a, a van front, or is it's it? A, it's one of those little Toyota RVs. Oh, nice. It's like got a uh, three-liter Toyota engine in it, and it looks like a giant snail. It's got the RVs about 20 feet long, and <laughs> it's like a little RV that could, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is we started him off when he was two and a half months old. We had an old camper van at that time and we loaded him up and we drove down to the Baja. So he's been traveling his whole life. He's already been to six countries now. Yeah. Amazing. That's an great. Interesting thing, an interesting thing about that too is that uh, our son, like his birth really, it interacts with our musical story and, and the music we write and the shows we play because it was really when he was born that we decided to go like a hundred percent together and just be Zonest, like we had had other pro- projects before, especially me. I was in this stupid band. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, it was it's great because I, I that's how I met everyone touring and how I learned how to book tours and do yeah. all the work of to being a musician. But uh, the, the the act of joining and becoming Zonest uh, and saying that's who we are and embracing that uh, would happened right around when our son was born, and so we just decided we were going to go for it as a family, like right from the the beginning, and there was no no uh how can i say this no conflict or it was just what we decided to do and it's been our lifestyle ever since that's great and what what instrument is he going to play because you, you're a duo and you play you know what what's he gonna you gonna, you gonna make him a bongo player a drummer a bass player bass player i i don't know i have some pretty bad experience with drummers but i wouldn't hold it against him if he uh <laughs> if he decided to do that you know mm-hmm. uh, bass that'd be great bass, he can yeah. sing yeah, our eventual plan is is that he'll be the front man, and then we'll just be like, you know, in, in the, the background. Back. Yeah. And yeah, it'll be great. He'll make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but really, he's starting to sing along and, and, and learn some kids' songs and that kind of stuff. And he's expressed interest in in wanting a guitar. Yeah. So I think we're going to get him a little little kid guitar or ukulele or something soon. Yeah. And you know, he but he's singing along to songs a lot now, and really, I like. I just want to have the same attitude with music that I want to have with everything. It's just to nurture him and to have him enjoy it and and to not really worry too much about like 
do you want to learn this or do you want to learn that? But to have it be like really organic and be something that's like just part of him as opposed to something that's necessarily taught. Although, of course, teaching is, you know, there's nothing better for you than getting a good music teacher, right? To actually hmm. whatever yeah. you want to learn, right? So yeah. I, mean, I couldn't teach him saxophone. I'd have to get him a teacher. If he wanted <laughs> to play saxophone. That's true. That's He'd true. have to get his own, his own RV too. Yeah, <laughs> little one that toes behind. The um, <clears throat> no, the, the, I use parents too, and you, you you're bringing up this little person that is looks up to you, and that person's going to have his eyes open so wide with the world because as he gets older, there's two things can happen. <laughs> you know, that, that he'll be just this is the greatest thing ever, and then at the age of twelve, he's like, "Fuck this." <laughs> <He'll>, <laughs> <laughs> two options. Yeah. You have two options, and you know, or it can go in two directions. You know, um, you know, me as a me as a kid, I loved to get in the car, and we used to go down to Florida, drive down every March break, and I love driving. I love traveling. I love being in a vehicle. I love flying. I, my wife hates it. My kids, if they don't have the little DVD thing or the iPad or something, that's it. They're like they just can't handle it. Uh, I've told the story before, but when my we drove down to Florida, and we got about an hour away. And my daughter, who was five at the time, said, "Are we there yet?" <laughs> so no, we got about eighteen hours to go, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. We'll be in Florida as soon as we get into America. The America is <laughs> five hours away. Um, <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Um, my my mom. Uh, and dad are kind of like you. My mom loves traveling mm -hmm. and my dad doesn't really like it very much. Mm -hmm. uh, but my mom is, she's also a public school teacher, interestingly enough, oh. after all that discussion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and an awesome one at that. Yeah. But uh, we're retired now, but she loves traveling. She's been to over a hundred countries in her life. And she took me all around the world when I was a kid, left my dad at home. Really? And, uh, and so she infected me with the travel bug and like, uh, so when I was younger, I did some traveling, you know, not as a musician. And then, uh, I said, uh, I'm going to just go focus on playing music and wherever the music takes me, that's where I'm going to go. And then, uh, you know, it met me into Andrea and, uh, you know, it's our love and she loves traveling too. Like we just, it's our, it's one of the glues that binds us is that mm -hmm. we just both love, love, love traveling. Yeah. For me, it was the only way that I could get out of Kelowna. Mm -hmm. I wanted to travel, and music gave me those opportunities. I got a scholarship to perform at the 50th commemoration ceremonies in Holland when I was 13, and that was amazing. And I got to travel to Calgary and Seattle and Japan and Korea. And that's the one thing I love about music is that it's this language that you're able to speak and connect with different people of different cultures, different ways of life. And you find that level mm -hmm. that is really simply just love mm -hmm. and that love that, that connects people. Yeah. I think if you, if you're, if your English isn't your language and you go to say um, Italy or Germany or anywhere else that they understand emotion, they're going to capture the emotion more than they will the actual words. So if you're committed and into what you're doing, they will be like, oh, I like this because I understand, you know what I mean? I don't understand what they're saying, but I understand what they're conveying. And that the message doesn't actually need to be even be what the lyric is. And 
that's what I found to be exciting about music is that you, they have no idea what you're talking about. They have no idea what you're singing about, but they're into it and they're into it for on a whole different level, you know, which yeah. that's powerful stuff. Well, we, we got that a bit down in South America yeah. when we were gigging there. We were in this tourist town, so there was a lot of English-speaking people there, but there was definitely a lot of Spanish-speaking uh, people that were there too, and it was pretty awesome to have them into our music mm-hmm. and, and be enjoying it. Actually, they were insane for us at that town. It was awesome. <laughs> we, yeah, we'd show up at the gig, and there'd be people waiting there, and we wouldn't even be out of the cab, and they'd all be like, Zonis, 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 banging on the tables and stuff. Uh, it, was, uh, it was wild. Good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when you go play a pub around the corner from your house and people are like, meh, meh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It impressed me. But, I mean, something about traveling a whole bunch of miles where people be like, oh, well, they're pretty committed. They're going to, and they do, you know, they'll be a little bit more into it, I think. Exotic. Yeah. Exotic. When we go down to South America, it's, it's like some Ecuadorian hot shot coming up here and everyone's like oh my god how did they come up with that sound and everyone in ecuador sounds like that but nobody's ever heard it right yeah so you, you go there and you take our music there and not that no nobody in canada sounds like us either no that's true i've heard three yeah. songs uh, <laughs> but uh you know you go down there and it's like we're the only people who, who aren't singing in spanish yeah you know who are exotic who are just doing something you know different beats different rhythms different keys different Everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Makes it sound really, really unique and exotic and different. And, and I think uh, people all over the place like that because it, it uh, makes them feel something new, right? Yeah, I think there's something about the West Coast where people embrace more cultures into their music. Like, it's just more, there's more there. And I don't know what it is because we all stuck up Torontonians over here. It always feels like there's like a, there's sort of a, uh, I don't know, cynicism. And there's, I feel there's more positive. I lived in Vancouver for about, I don't know, eight or nine months because I was waiting to go on tour. And then, but I just noticed that people were way more um, accepting, friendly uh, into the weird, weirder types of music. You know, there was always time like the punk band would always have like a cellist or something. It was like something that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah. It's totally the festivals we go to, like, yeah, you, you, anyone will sit in with another band. Like, it, it could be any weird instrument in any situation with weird vocals and, you know, yeah, gypsy metal opera or something, and, and it'll sound good and people will embrace it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah West Coast thing. You know, there's a, there's a band that was, well, I guess, I think they're from San, no, where are they from? Babe the Blue Ox. Oh, they were from, they weren't from there, but I, I saw like a bunch of weird bands like on the West Coast that were like, this is in the 90s too. So it was always like just a different vibe and more, just more out there. But then again, you have DOAs from there. Well, SFU yeah. live in that area. There's a lot of punk rock at the same time and a lot of sort of crusty weird punk. But at the same time, there's like traditional music always sort of comes in somehow you know i hear a little gypsy stuff in you guys when i hear some of your songs too so interestingly enough we played the same festival as doa last summer (laughs) really which one where called mom festival yeah it's in northern bc in this little town called fort st james yeah uh and they they put on a festival every year and it's always super fun 
we've been a few times, but this last year they decided to bring up DOA. And, uh, they rocked it. They, they were, were so good. So loud. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're uh, pretty awesome. And also, and Joey, Joey Shithead actually has a he has a conscious too. So it's not like it's like you know dirty punk rock, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's neat stuff. I mean, it's definitely DOA is kind of a neat band. And I worked for SNFU for almost 10 years so right. uh yeah i toured all over with them and stuff like that so i was in that was what i was in vancouver for i was waiting to go on tour with us in a few um oh, nice. yeah yeah and you have you always been around the victoria area or are you uh are you where's your where's your home hometown originally from the okanagan yeah no uh, Kelowna area yeah. but we in victoria we were both born in the same hospital seven weeks apart what really <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But it took us years to finally meet up in, in Victoria. And I was hosting an open mic. And Adam came in and played at the open mic and wooed me with all of his yeah. beautiful music. And from there, yeah, things just started rolling. Uh, I mean, interestingly enough, uh, I sent you a few MP3s of our music. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of those ones, I sent you ones that I figured would have a relevant story. Yeah. Uh, that we could maybe talk about, and the the one called Drinking in the Dark is about this restaurant where we met uh, oh. in Victoria, I guess eight years ago or something now, and uh, so it'll give a whole new context to the song. But it's about uh, this restaurant called the Bed Mast, which was legendary in Victoria and haunted, and used to be owned by a crazy, insane alcoholic who would throw you out for no reason. Uh, he looked exactly like David Suzuki would throw you for for calling him David Suzuki or saying that. But then every single day at 2 a.m., as soon as all the customers were gone, for friends and family, he said, which was staff as well, uh, and musicians and that kind of stuff, all the lights would go down and they had this system where they would you know, open the back door so that the weed smell wouldn't stay. And then it was open bar every single <laughs> day holy shit yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah 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 so that's the drink into the dark oh cool man yeah i, I put rises i put uh which one did i put in here let me hold on give me a second yeah rise of the sheep is our album yeah i have the ghost song so, cool yeah yeah that's another one about victoria yeah you know victoria is is it still like the satan worship capital of Canada, if not maybe the world. Well, I guess That's somewhere. Because I remember someone saying that there was a lot of Satanists lived in Victoria. I heard it's Wicca. Wicca. Wow, well, Satan. Well, okay, that's different. That's different. Yeah. Wicca. I don't know what's wrong with Satanism, anyways. Uh, you know, I. You know what? You know, I. I have no problem with Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know, I. I've been known to play a few Slayer records from time to time. Uh. Yeah. You know, and I kind of like to throw it in front of my parents' faces from time to time, you know, but uh, not anymore. Not that I'm 47, you know, you know, they don't, they don't, doesn't phase them anymore. But yeah. I do remember, I'll tell you a story one night when I got Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden, uh, <laughs> my mom actually took the Bible. My mom's not very religious, but she found the Bible and found the scripture from that entrance of, do you owe earth or what was, you know? And said, oh, that's in the Bible. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But this is Iron Maiden, and this is metal, you know, and this is about Satan. And, you know, and this is that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm in Satan. I'm in, I'm in that stuff. I think historically, uh, track record-wise, uh, Satanists are, they have a pretty good, like, 
if you compare the amount of like atrocities, violence, and other stuff that have been committed by the various religions, I, I think Satanism probably scores pretty well. Yeah. You know? You're just a little. I, I, I've been living in Victoria since 99, <laughs> and I haven't met a, a Satanist. That's that true. Is, that, that is actually says that this is, this is what they believe. So, yeah. yeah. And we know a lot of people. Yeah. 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 What was the very... So we're of all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I actually... I, I don't really experience that at all, like Satanists, like, unless they're like, you know, dudes who look like me and you in t-shirts and they're like, go to their job and then on Friday night they go to the satanic temple and then, then you know, like, I don't know if, if that's what they're like, like, anyone could be anyone walking down the street these days, right? That's right. But uh, as far as like, there's definitely not a bunch of people with like, you know, stars engraved in their foreheads and... yeah holding burning crosses that, that, no, that's not something that goes on in Victoria that would be hard to explain at the job interview like uh, yeah so yeah. welcome to the coffee shop uh, tell yeah. me a little about yourself well I'm really into Satan uh, as you can tell by the star engraved in my forehead um, <laughs> but don't worry I, I don't actually kill anything or eat it you know but I do like Slayer a lot and uh, I'm a good worker I'm a hard worker <laughs> well, let's listen to a song. Let's listen to the ghost song. Sure. Awesome. Already taken 
tries to wander and ponder if she had his So when you record, do you do you all play the all the instruments and stuff, or do you have like musicians play? Wow. With- kind of funny you ask. We um, this album, this is this is our first full length album, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went into it not having a huge vision of what we were gonna do, uh, and we wound up getting a whole bunch of session musicians to make every song sound spectacular, and uh, it kind of awesome because we really appreciate you know all the sounds and stuff like that but we've decided we're our next album we're going to go back to basics and i am going to play all the instruments on the album uh, mm-hmm. except for maybe bass because mm-hmm. uh, we have a really good stand-up bass player friend who would play you know uh for us uh and just to really make sure that it's defined as as our sound you know more mm-hmm. more thoroughly through the whole album uh, that being said i did play the guitar, the banjo, and I think there's some trumpet on there somewhere that I played, something like that, maybe some harmonica. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, and we did, yeah, so that's about it. But yeah, it's mostly friends and, and other people uh, playing on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you were saying during the song, and obviously it won't be heard, but you were saying that <clears throat> that this, that it was, when you did do it, you got a bunch of people together to make the record in did you find that there was anything sort of compromised is that why you're going back to traditional like you guys control the ship rather than sort of be a, be passengers i think what it is is that when we perform we have a certain sound and then the album sounds completely different mm-hmm. than that so we want to give our fans something that is really true to us and a lot of the songs that we've been writing are very heartfelt and we want to really convey that message um, to them. And so that way, when they listen to their album, it's a very similar experience than coming to one of our shows. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, when people come and they hear their, hear your record and then you come and you're a duo, it's not like, yeah, it's, you should, it's almost like you need to have a companion piece to it to say, well, this is who we really are, and this is the record. Otherwise, you're gonna have to bring a drummer, and you know, and yeah. that's an extra mouth Clarinet to feed. Player, middle player, accordion. Player. Yeah, that, that's yeah, why I feel you know. like the the album as an album. Yeah. I think is fantastic. Yeah, right. You know, and to just put it in and listen to it. If you didn't know who we are, I think it just sounds great. You know, with all the different instruments and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, and we were talking about this earlier, is that we we do sell about a hundred percent of our albums at live shows. Uh, not maybe ninety six percent, but when people see us live, is by far the majority of when we do sell an album, especially physical albums. And so, uh, you know, it, it's like I've I've heard both opinions on it too, you know. And I can see, I can see benefits to having a, an album like we have and having a simple album. That's why we want to have both. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, I think it's good to put on a diverse sound and to constantly be coming up with new stuff. And uh, I would, maybe there'll be another a day again where we do that and we collaborate with a whole bunch of other artists and mm -hmm. put together uh, another great album like this one. But I think for our next album, it's going to be more true to the Zonis sound uh, because, you know, over the last three years of being Zonis, we've really defined our sound. And, and as Andrea said, we've been writing more heartfelt and uh, almost uh, introspective lyrics or, or, or songs that are more lyrically based. And we just want to emphasize that mm -hmm. as opposed to the production of a beautiful sound, which mm -hmm. is its own great thing as well. Yeah, that's right. The delivery meets the emotion. And when they both smash together, it'd be two great things that make one awesome thing. And yeah, uh, and yeah I understand, you know, because I've made records before and every record is a reaction to the other record. It's like, I don't want to make a record like that anymore. I want to make a record that yeah. sounds like I'm, you know, I don't like that record. And, and I do say it. I don't like that record anymore. I'm going to make this type of record. And, you know, I want to make songs that don't have endings and stuff like that. I, it's just this weird... <laughs> thing you go through your head you go you're always trying to make something better you're trying to create something better and uh, it can be a little bit of a trap sometimes you know when you're you know you can overthink things and do you guys do you guys work a lot at like sculpting a song or does it just fall out of you both both yeah sometimes like we'll sit down and write a song in like half an hour and it just like it's just wow right there and other times we have some songs that have taken us like years like the song fly with me on our album we started it in nicaragua um before we had xander and when we went back two years later with xander we finished the song mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and recording where do you record normally like everywhere anywhere well this album rise of the sheep was recorded uh the guy, I don't know, you may know him, his name's Barry Mathers, and he was in this band called the Cruceros in Western Canada in the 90s, 2000s. Uh, and he's out of Kelowna, so we did this album with him, but we've also worked with, uh, we have sort of somewhat uh, some, some access to a studio uh, in Victoria that we can kind of use anytime. It's really nice. And we've done some recording with a band called The Party on High Street, uh if you i actually they're they're good friends of ours and i would highly urge you check out their stuff because it's really funky mm -hmm. uh it's really really again west coast blendy uh psychedelic funk rock kind of stuff really really good and uh and they play a lot of the same festivals that we've played and that kind of stuff so uh we've done some recording with them uh, on a couple of occasions and uh, the electric guitar on rise of the sheep is one of those guys uh and he yeah so he was playing the electric guitar t-rav t-rav yeah, yeah he's also a fantastic fantastic uh painter uh he did the art album artwork for rise of the sheep mm -hmm. and uh, he goes by the moniker uh t-rav the transformer okay. so shout out to t-rav just an awesome guy awesome artist all around mm -hmm. and uh we're actually for our next album we have a tentative plan to work with a guy named steve drake who was in the odds? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a heterosexual man mm -hmm. and a couple other of their hits. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have a kind of a good opportunity to work with him this fall. Yeah. And we're thinking that's who he just did 5440's new album. And uh, yeah, so that's hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. I, I, we've, we've got the go ahead. It's just, you know, 
hammering out the dates. Yeah, hammering yeah. out the dates. Yeah. You know, I've been in the music industry too long to 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 say anything's happening for sure until you're there and it's happening. Yes. So I think I know our connection now because Craig Northy was on this show. Uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago. And he is good friends with Brent Belke from SNFU, and I met him in person. And Craig does this thing uh, called Trans Canada Highwaymen with Chris Murphy from Sloan, um, uh, gosh, uh, Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies or ex Bare Naked Ladies, and yeah. Mo Burke. And they're like this Canadian supergroup. So uh, I had Craig on the show. So maybe that's how there was a connection because Craig's in the odds. I mean, you know. I saw a band that I like on Facebook posting about being on your podcast. And I was just like, I want to be on a podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to send this guy a message. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And like, this is, this is cool. So I'm always, like I said, I'm always l- looking to talk to neat people. You guys are neat people. You guys do neat stuff. And uh, are you catching any, uh, What's your, your psychic vibes? Is there any good psychic vibes that you're catching from this? Or is there any, what, what are you reading from this, Andrea? From the interview or from you? Just or... from everything, this whole thing. Oh, it's got some good vibes. Okay, good. Um, your wife really loves you. You know that, eh? Oh, yeah. And like, when I look at you, like, that's what I pick up, is I pick up her, like, right behind you, and she's, like, throwing you kisses. So you've got a really solid relationship there. Yep, she's one of a kind. Her name is Spring, Spring McCray. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have a 14-year-old and a, a 10 going on 11-year-old in a, in a couple months, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, busy. 14-year-old. He he's he, he doesn't like to talk to people much. He's a, he's a traditional teenager. Yeah. <laughs> he's perfect as a teenager. And if he was too yeah. precocious, then he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you hate me? You know? <laughs> 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 this is the way the dynamic's supposed to be. You're not yeah. supposed to like me until you're 28. And when you're 28, we're going to have a breakthrough, and it's probably going to have to be at a wedding or something. And we're going yeah. <laughs> to be something. Maybe your wedding. I don't know. Yeah. But no, he's, he's a good dude. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's a cool guy. Well, uh, you know, well, listen, if you guys come through Toronto and you got to let me know, um, it's a little far away from Victoria. I understand you got that. We're coming big, next summer. Coming next, next summer. summer. Really? Where, where, whereabouts? On a, on a trip? We don't know yet. Okay. Do you do house concerts? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know that if you come in the summer... We could definitely do some live off the floor recording because I do that at my studio. So we could do something and make a video out of it and make something fun out of it. So the offer is there. Yeah, yeah, we're totally in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a, do have a, a lot of friends that we've met in Western Canada from the East who have toured and played the same festivals as us. Mm-hmm. So and we have moved to Eastern Canada because we've been doing it for a while. So I do feel like we have a really good network established so that when we do tour across country, we're gonna. I'm, in, I'm going to be aiming for 80 to 100 shows yeah. uh, between here and St. John's uh, and definitely coming and recording in Toronto. Sounds like a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. Uh, we are always looking to take advantage uh, of any opportunity to do something fun Every like that. Every opportunity. Every opportunity. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah, for sure. It'd be nice to meet you guys in person too. So um i'm gonna sign off it's getting up to almost one o'clock in the morning and i gotta get up at six oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> so uh thank yeah thanks guys it was nice to meet you 
and uh, good luck on yeah. your tour. It's been going now, and it's going to keep going in what until like October or something, right? So. Yeah, well, we're back in Victoria for mid-August, but then we have a bunch of gigs on the island. Oh, okay. So it's still part of the tour, even though we're not on tour, but it's part of the tour. Right. It's all summer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, right on. If you wake up and go play another show the next day, then it's a tour, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I hear ya. Okay, guys. Well, hey, have a, you know, be safe out there. The road's rough. Thanks for talking. Thank yeah. you. Peace and love. Adam and Andrea from Zonis, there they were. And there was one of their songs. You can go pick up the record. Go to, you can pick it up on iTunes. And they're also going to be traveling throughout Canada and other parts of everywhere. Go check out them. They are good people and they are neat to talk to. Thanks so much for listening to the show, everybody. Thanks to going, thanks for you uh, Amazon shoppers by going to appalock.ca slash Amazon. And thanks to you U.S. shoppers by going to appalock.ca slash U.S. Amazon. I think that's that way. Uh, I'm not going to do spots. I'm, I'm getting tired. i got to go to work. i got to go to work because that's all I do. I work. Work, 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 work all the time. Work, 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 work. Uh, next week. I don't know how I have next week, but they're going to be good. I think it's... No, I can't tell you. It's a secret because I have to record it. Thanks for the show, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye.